Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray and I talk all about Wrestle Kingdom 14 from this past weekend and what a show it was. Not just night one, but also night two. And it's hard to pick which match you like best. Was it Naito now becoming Naito Two Belt, being your IWGP Intercontinental Champion and now your IWGP Heavyweight Champion? Was it John Moxley winning the United States Championship? Was it Chris Jericho and Tanahashi, two legends, two of the best ever in the ring together? So much to get into from Wrestle Kingdom 14. Also, I give my top five power rankings all from Wrestle Kingdom 14. And you may be surprised that who is at number one. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. After what we saw this past weekend, how could you not be in love with Wrestle Kingdom 14 and New Japan? Now listen, New Japan is definitely in a transition period when you look at TV here in the States. But I think 2020 is going to be a big year for this company. And forget that and put that aside. You're right. I mean, probably the only thing that we're going to mention today from SmackDown on Friday is the fact there was another LaGreca head in the audience. Outside (laughs) of that, I think it's all going to be New Japan and maybe sprinkled in a possible AEW relationship. But, man, after what we saw over two nights, the first time Wrestle Kingdom was gone, two nights, man, how could you not talk about the past weekend in the Tokyo Dome? I completely agree, and if AEW does come into the conversation today, it'll probably be based around Jericho's comments of him trying to bridge the gap between AEW and New Japan, trying to get them on the same page, see if they can get a working relationship. I like what Jericho was trying to do by saying, hey, listen, you know, what is it called, the Forbidden Portal? You know, it sounded like something out of like a blue movie back in the 70s, the forbidden <laughs> behind the green door. They might as well have called it, um, you know, Jericho's like, hey, Tanahashi, you beat me and, uh, you know, you can get a shot at the championship. They took us down one road thinking, oh, maybe Tanahashi's got a shot. Jericho goes over and beats him. But now they're saying the door is not closed. And Jericho does the press conference talking about how he'd love to see um, bad feelings and egos and all this stuff get put aside and trying to bring them together. And Dave, remember how we talked uh, probably about a year ago or so when we were talking about guys like CM Punk coming back to wrestling and actually Jericho coming back to wrestling about how it's bigger for these guys to come back and go work for other companies other than the WWE because of what it means to the business, you know, on a whole, globally. 
uh, big picture wise. I think what Jericho is trying to do is kind of like what we talked about a year ago. Jericho is trying to bring uh, the biggest Japanese pro wrestling company and the hottest wrestling company, uh, you know, right now in America together to, you know, maybe form a super alliance. AEW and New Japan working together. That's some strong shit right there, yeah, Dave. Yeah, it really is. And if you're a pro wrestling fan, you have to be excited about the future and what potential future these two companies have together. And it was fun this weekend. And it kind of reminded me of when I was a kid just getting into pro wrestling. We talk about it all the time. You know, pro wrestling wasn't live Monday nights at 8 o'clock when we were growing up. You had to really search and look for it. And sometimes you had to, you know, stay up to the wee hours of the night to watch it or get up very early in the morning to watch it. Kind of the same way if you wanted to watch Wrestle Kingdom 14. Now, in the days of streaming, and I watched it on Fight TV myself, also obviously available on New Japan World, uh, you could watch it anytime on demand. But it was kind of fun, you know, kind of feeling like I did like back when I was 10, 11 years old when I first got into wrestling, kind of staying up late and getting up early to watch the action. I think it's a good barometer of how much of a wrestling fan you still are. I mean, I remember as a kid in New York trying to stay up until midnight to watch WWE on Channel 9, and the same thing would happen every single week. I'd make it till about 11.45, my narcolepsy would kick in, <laughs> I'd fall asleep, and then I'd wake up at 2 in the morning watching like uh, the Uncle Floyd show or whatever the hell his name was, and I was like, damn it, I missed it! But yeah. Staying up and watching New Japan is fun, although I didn't do it that way. I was on the road working. I had my own shows. Um, so I watched yesterday, and I'm glad that I watched after everything was said and done on social media. It gave me a good, uh, uh, an interesting perspective on how I watched the shows after I heard some feedback from everybody else, and we're going to get into that. But I think overall, uh, Wrestle Kingdom Night 1 and 2, both successful and uh, after hearing all of the feedback, that prompted me to send out the tweet that I sent yesterday oh, yeah. about Wrestle Kingdom and WrestleMania. And the tweet said, you know, Kingdom over Mania because of one word. And that word was wrestle. And boy, did that stir up a hornet's nest on social media. Yeah, and we'll get into that, too, because obviously that did stir up a lot. And there's some things from some of the comments that I agree with and I disagree with. And I think when you look at Wrestle Kingdom and WrestleMania, two completely different avenues of their direction and their goals when it comes to putting on the show. But I'll stick a pin in that for just a second, because I want to start off with something that you said as far as like this is obviously going to be a day that's going to be heavy with New Japan and this is obviously for a New Japan fan to talk about their opinions and best matches of what they saw over the weekend for those who didn't watch Wrestle Kingdom 14 and for those that listen who are not New Japan fans I hope you still tune into this show bully because what I'd like to do and I know this is something that you definitely preach on this show all the time is this could be a lesson for fans who never tuned into New Japan or have never watched. We're going to try to like educate you on the New Japan product, but also open up your eyes and ears to something that maybe you never watched before that you may want to watch in the future after listening to our show. Dave, over the past three years, how many tweets have we received or phone calls have we received from our fan base thanking us for turning them on to Ring of Honor, or Impact, 
or even New Japan and any of these other companies that they may not have known about. AEW. We hear about it all the time, boy. All the time. Uh, so what you just said is perfect. If you've never watched New Japan, heard of New Japan, or given New Japan a chance, hang out with us today for three hours. Let's talk about it. And maybe by the time we're done, you'll actually want to tune in. Maybe you'll want to go to you know Fight TV and, and get Wrestle Kingdom 1 and 2. But Because when it comes to that one word, Dave, wrestling, pro wrestling, in the middle of the ring, actual wrestling, I don't know of another company other than New Japan that gives you as much as and the, the level and quality of wrestling that you get to see there yeah and this is and listen we love it all you know we love pro wrestling we love sports entertainment we love all the good and the bad and we talk about it all for me personally i'm just talking for myself bully this is something i really needed after talking at length about the lana lashley wedding you know that i we talked about whether you liked it or whether you didn't like it you were a fan you were entertained you enjoyed it there were times that i know you laughed out loud I was not a fan of the Lana Lashley wedding. I needed to clean my palate, and there was no better way to clean that palate than watching two nights of Wrestle Kingdom 14. Uh, I totally understand that. And there's, listen, as a professional who has been exposed to just about everything in the wrestling business and has had to do some of the. (laughs) <laughs> a fish market street fight <laughs> and a TLC match at, at WrestleMania and everything in between. I can appreciate the Lana and Lashley stuff just as much as I can appreciate um, Okada versus Naito for, for both, you know, uh, IWGP championships. Um, one, one has me hooked because of the actual wrestling that's going on in the ring, and the other has me hooked because it's an absolute train wreck of entertainment where I find myself appreciating the the people involved because they're taking something that is, you know, on paper just a disaster and pulling it off and make it making it palatable. So I I, I appreciate uh, both of those things for what they are. And we, and we can both agree that the product that we watched this weekend, it was not sports entertainment, like you said. It's pro wrestling, and a lot of it. I mean, both shows were over five hours long, and it also shows you the popularity of pro wrestling in Japan. We talk about, you know, the coolness factor here in the States, but, you know, you had over 40,000 fans for night number one. You had over 30,000 fans for night number two. That's over 70,000 people that watched Watched Wrestle Kingdom 14 live. So that tells you how healthy pro wrestling is in the States and obviously abroad. Absolutely. Abroad. Who, who are you talking about? <laughs> um, when it comes to, listen, the WWE is sports entertainment and New Japan is an entertaining sport. Yes. How's that? I like it. And you know what? This is where it's like, hey, you know, you don't need to choose. We're not pitting one against the other. This is not going to be three hours of Boy and I saying that, boy, WWE needs to be like New Japan. No. New Japan, I love it for what it is. I love the WWE for what it is. I think that's the biggest lesson that we're going to try to teach and that we have been teaching. We're not telling you to pick one show over the other, but enjoy each show for what it is. 
And that's what my tweet had to do with yesterday. Um, so many WWE fans took offense to that tweet, and they just came out of the woodwork and talking so much smack about, Bubba, how could you say that? And just, oh, my God, the negativity. And what I was saying was one show over the other, because what do Mania and Kingdom have in common? They wrestle. have that one word. Exactly. Wrestle. And where do you get the better wrestling where do you get more wrestling where do you get more credible wrestling i think you get it a little bit more at wrestle kingdom that's not to say that wrestlemania is the shits why would i ever say that i've been involved in many wrestlemanias i was involved in three wrestle kingdoms been there done that i understand the differences in the both so as a fan i can tell you can tell you why i would gravitate to one And it's all because of that one word, wrestling. We're in the professional wrestling business, right? Some say we're in the sports entertainment business, whatever. When I watch a Wrestle Kingdom, everything that happens, happens on that stage of the ring. It's all about what's in the ring, not about what's backstage, not about what celebrities are here, not about anything else but an entrance and a wrestling match. And that's why I've always been a huge fan of the Japanese style and of Japanese pro wrestling in general because of the level of seriousness from the minute the music hits until the minute the match is over. And, it, and it, there are things that are done there that make things so credible. It's little things like, you know, we always talk, we, we talk about the refs in, in the United States. We're going to get into some things that I saw last night with the referees in New Japan that just made it more credible for me. Lots of stuff to dissect. Yeah, and, and we will. And listen, we had AJ Styles on our show Friday, Mark and I, and we talked about, and I asked him about, you know, some of his favorite matches over the year. And I think when you look at the WWE, his answer fits. To him, hey, it's more about the moments the matches. I think when you look at WrestleMania, you probably remember the moments more than the actual matches. Where Wrestle Kingdom, it's probably the other way around. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. Somebody who had a victory in night number one. Victory in night number two is Naito, and in the victory in night number one against Jay White, and then going up against Okada in night number two, again, for both titles, the IWGP Intercontinental title and the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, and Naito now is Naito two belts after what we saw this past weekend, Bully. Um, on a professional level, obviously, glad to see Naito... Um achieve this feat in new japan he's been at the just at the very top for so long but for some reason hasn't been able whether it was injury or whatever was going on with him um but sometimes when you have some setbacks in the wrestling business it's all for good reasons and and i guess last night might have been the, well, the night before might have been the best reason because we finally got to see Naito hold those two belts up. So on a professional level, love it. On a personal level, uh, I, I, I could not be happier for this guy who was a kid 
in his first ever Tokyo Dome show, wrestling me and Devon. Wow. Um, so uh, to see Naito, uh, who used to tag with a guy named um, Yujiro in a, in a tag team called No Limit and be involved in their first ever Tokyo Dome match, to see Naito um, now propel himself to singles superstardom, uh, to have this uh, guy come through my wrestling school, not that I trained him, just you know, visiting and hang out and get in the ring and just become friendly with him over the past 10, 12 years on a personal level. Very excited for Naito. You heard the fans in the Tokyo Dome. He has that edginess, that coolest factor, obviously with the Los Ingobernales de Japan, um, the, 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 the unit that he has formed. People are on his side. Whether or not Naito is going to be the long-term guy or not, that I'm not sure. Because I don't know if he has some injuries that might be plaguing him. I've seen Naito backstage. I got to tell you, man, he reminds me of Terry Funk in some ways, the way he moves around. And I'm talking about the hobbling around at times and, the you know, when he gets out there, he's all business. I'm just wondering how much his body can handle it moving forward. He's, I, don't, I don't think he's as much of a spring chicken as Okada is. And listen, I was actually surprised because I thought Okada was going to get the victory because Okada's had one. Well, we talked about it with our defining moments at a decade show. We talked about it, you know, when I did my top five wrestlers of the decade, Okada was number three. And I really thought 2020, we were just going to continue with the dominance that Okada has had. But now you're taking it to a completely different level when you talk about Naito. You're absolutely right. He always fell short. He was kind of like the Atlanta Braves in baseball you know it took him to, yeah every year was going to be his year and he always fell a little short but now he's captured those two championships and I'm really looking forward to what he's going to give now you just brought an interesting wrinkle into it how long will he be on top is he going to be a champion that is going to dominate New Japan for the year or is he going to be more of a transitional champion time will tell I don't <clears throat> I don't want to put the term transitional champion on him because I don't think he's the t- type of talent that deserves the phrase transitional champion. I'm just not quite sure physically how much he can go. I don't think he can go like Okada on a nightly basis. And I'm saying that just because I've seen him, you know, over the years. And I think some of the injuries that he's had, and I'm not positive about all of his injuries. I just know what I've seen with my own eyes. I've seen him kind of walking real gingerly and hobbling around. But, you know, hey, listen, when that music hits, he's all business in the ring. I'm just not sure if he can do it at the Okada level or even the Kenny level. But he's also like a different type of cat. And when I say that, I mean, like, Naito is so nonchalant when he's coming to the ring. Like, you're talking about that hobble. He rushes for nobody. Like, he is in no rush to get to that ring when he does his entrance. And, like, the way he used that intercontinental title for so long where he just dragged it on the ground because it really didn't mean anything to him because he always wanted that IWGP championship. He beats Jay White in a 33-minute match in night number one to get the intercontinental title and then has a 36-minute match against Okada. That's and being in a ring with Jay White is no joke. And then being in a ring for 36 minutes with Okada is no joke. Like if you if there is any physical limitations due to injury or something else, he sure didn't show it. And like you said, he never does show it in the ring. 
Nope, absolutely not. I'm only giving you a little bit of behind the curtain on what I see from him physically. But when he's in that ring, it's all business. He had two phenomenal nights. Uh, He has that coolness factor Mm. uh, that is very hard to come by in New Japan at times. You only see a couple of guys with it. Um, It's going to be interesting to see. I, I loved what they did with Kenta afterwards. I really did. Um, but I thought it was a little too traditional. <clears throat> the story that they had built up, Dave, was that obviously Naito never took the Intercontinental Championship seriously because he always wanted to be the IWGP champion. Yep. Now here's a moment where he gets to raise both championships at the same time. So kind of like when Jericho got to be the undisputed champion and, you know, be the WCW champion and the, you know, the WWE champion at the same, you know, the universal and world heavyweight champion at the same time. So this is that, that, that first time moment in new Japan for Naito big deal to see him raise those two championships, right? Yep. What a moment. I would have taken the moment away. And that could have been your story moving forward. If you've built up this six-year storyline for the moment where he gets to finally hold those two championships in the air, what if Kenta would have taken it away? What if the story would have been for six years you waited for that moment and you never got that moment because of me and now you build Kenta and Naito to that moment? Where if Naito finally gets to raise the championships, so you would have had you would have had Kenta come in before the match was even over and rob him of becoming two, uh, Naito two belts. No, I would have robbed him post match. Now listen, I know that moment in time you got to get photos for the press, you got to get the cover of of Gong and Baseball Magazine and all those magazines in Japan that we all want to see here in America. I would have most likely have had. Um, you know, Naito say a couple of words. I would have had the referee maybe lay the belts down at Naito's feet so he could take that picture, at, at the exact picture that I posted on social media yep. this morning of him with his hands in the air. <clears throat> and then I would have done the presentation ceremony. And when the, the ring announcer was finally announcing Naito as the two-time champion, as the referee was about to hand the championships to Naito, so Naito could hold them above his head. That's where I would have did the Kenta running. But I, and, and I would have. And no, not to interrupt you. But in a, in a, in, a, in in some way they kind of did that. Now he did have the moment with the two titles. He laid them down, like you said, the pictures and everything else. But what I'm gonna remember coming off of that show is not Naito holding up those two titles. I'm gonna remember that Kenta running. So, like, in, the, in a way, he kind of did rob him of that moment because it should have ended with him holding up those two titles, you sign off, good night, and then you go to New Year's Dash. But Kenta did kind of ruin that moment for him. We have seen that uh, recipe for ruining a moment done in pro wrestling plenty of times. The champion wins, the champion holds up the belt, and then somebody runs in and quote-unquote ruins the moment. I would have really ruined the moment because the story moving forward was you never got to hold up those two championships. I took away a moment that you will never get to have again. And then maybe you're building to Kenta versus Naito next year in the Dome as your, you know, as your rematch. And then Naito gets to hold them up. 
Listen, my, my idea is not a, a, a perfect scenario. I'm just going with a story that I think could have truly worked. Because, yeah, Kent is going to be able to say, hey, I ruined your moment. But I've seen moments like that ruined in wrestling plenty of times. I would have just taken it a step further. The minute that Naito had a chance to raise those belts, wham! Deck him right there. Get all the heat right there. And then Kenta raises the championships as he stands over Naito. And that's your story moving forward. You never got a chance in the Dome to raise those two belts. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. There was a moment in night number two that completely shocked me, and it wasn't Naito becoming Naito two belts. It was Chris Jericho tapping out the ace, Tanahashi. Why did that shock you? I First of all, I was expecting Tanahashi to win, and then to see him tap, to see in the Tokyo Dome at Wrestle Kingdom, a guy who's logged more minutes than anyone ever at Wrestle Kingdom, guy who really just saved that company, in my opinion, to see him tap in the, in the middle of the ring, that was a shock to me, Bully. How many of the other big matches, and I'll say there was about five or six matches between the two nights, how many of the other matches involved a tap-out victory? None. Exactly. That's the, that's the reason why Jericho had him tap. I'm not saying that for sure. It's just doing something completely different that nobody else on the show is doing. If everybody's getting the one, two, three victory, all right, I'm going to beat you with the, I'll beat you with the walls of Jericho. You tap out. And it was shocking. So listen, if Jericho is going to go over, that's going to be shocking enough. Well, if we're going to shock him, let's really shock him. Let's have you tap because nobody else is tapping and nobody's going to expect Tanahashi to tap. And I still think it leaves the doors open for these guys because I think if anybody can kind of, like I said earlier, bridge the gap between the two companies and maybe get the two companies on the same side or at least do a small amount of business, I think it's him. I think you could see Tanahashi versus Jericho and AEW down the line or maybe some more business. Slow and steady wins the race. I will tell you this. When New Japan gets a bad taste in their mouth, it lasts for a very, 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 very long time. I stress the word very. Yes, you did. Well, all caps, bold letters, underscored, circled in red, with an unhappy face. And the long, I'm guessing, has several O's in that long. Long time. Long time, long time, long time. But I think, and, and there's no animosity between, um, I, I don't think there's heavy animosity between uh, AEW and New Japan, but I guess that whole transitional phase with, you know, Cody, the Bucks, and the business over there, or whatever, I'm sure there are some stories that I don't know about, but I think if anybody can help put the relationship together, I'm sure it's Chris. Well, here's the thing. There's a lot to get into just this match alone between Tanahashi and Jericho, but you just mentioned the relationship with AEW and Chris Jericho. Uh, 
Jericho gets the win, night number two, taps out Tanahashi, has his press conference afterwards, and is asked about that relationship with AEW. Put aside all the hurt feelings, put aside all the egos, put aside all of the issues and politics, and concentrate on great wrestling matches and big business. I haven't been doing this at the highest of levels for 29 years as what some people say the greatest of all time because I'm a stupid businessman. I can see the amount of money that we could make together with AEW and New Japan, both here in Japan and in the United States and Canada and England and Australia and all around the world. So even though I beat Tanahashi tonight, I would be more than willing to wrestle him again anytime. And I would be more than willing to give him an AEW title shot and Okada, and Naito, and Suzuki, and Ibushi, and Osprey. And that's not Jericho in character. You could tell by the words that he's saying and the way he's delivering him. That's Chris Jericho saying, hey guys, let's put everything aside. Let's start anew. What's best for New Japan? What's best for AEW? A relationship between the two companies. That was Chris Jericho, the businessman, talking right there. That was him reaching out with his left hand and his right hand to both companies and saying, come on, guys, let's come together. Trying to be the peacemaker, not the pain maker. Um, The politics is easy to get around. Because that you just got to get in the same room. It's the egos and the hurt feelings. And when it comes to hurt feelings, this is where New Japan comes in. Because I've witnessed their hurt feelings with my own eyes and ears. And this is where I say it takes a long time for them to get over. Um, if you wrong New Japan, they, they kind of never forget about it. And it just leaves that bad taste for a long time. But think about this. What type of business did New Japan and Ring of Honor do in the States for years? They did very good business, which led to a sold-out Madison Square Garden. Do you think AEW and New Japan can do bigger business? Yes. Absolutely. It's a no-brainer. So, yeah, they, they might not be able to get into Madison Square Garden because of the lockdown that Vince has now put back on it with the relationship, you know? Something fell through the cracks once. I don't think it will ever happen again. I could be wrong, but that's not to see that you could not see AEW and New Japan and every other big venue in the United States, and it won't even matter that they're not going to the Garden. I think it could be huge business. And with the the roster that AEW has, it opens up such new directions and avenues for that working relationship, and I'd love to see it. Because if there's one thing that we get in New Japan, it's a lot of very similar... The wrestlers are wrestlers. Like, who are the two guys that stood out to you the most in New Japan over the past two nights? Oh, Is there any two... That from, from the New Japan roster? No, just in general. Well... I mean, we. I mean, to, for, it, it, there's numerous. I mean, Osprey looked fantastic. Okada looked. Naito, Moxley, Jericho. I mean, the guys that stood out to me were Jericho and Lance Archer. 
Okay. Just a different feel, a different aura, a different mystique, a different it factor. With the Japanese wrestlers, a lot of these Japanese wrestlers, they come to the room, they come to the ring with this, you know, this pensive look on their face, and they're very serious, and they're just, they're wrestlers, wrestlers. With the Jerichos and the Archers, you get this larger-than-life WWE-esque feel to it, this playing to the rafters and, and just the bigness of it all. You introduce those AEW guys with those New Japan guys, and that's where you get the yin and the yang, where the styles make the fight. And I think you'll get the best of both worlds. That's awesome. That, that's an awesome observation, Bully, because as you're talking, it's kind of like, I, I, I guess, when you look at a Lance Archer and his size and the way he moves, I guess it's very similar to a Hanson and a Brody you know, from 35, 40 years ago. They brought an element to Japan that they were not used to seeing and they were larger than life. Watching Lance Archer in night number one in that match with John Moxley, you could see it in the expression of the faces of the people in attendance. You could you could harken back to a different era when you look at a Lance Archer. It's a great observation by you. And I slipped up and I left Moxley out of that. It's Jericho, Moxley, and Lance Archer because Moxley coming in through the crowd and doing that whole thing. It, they just give it a different vibe as opposed to, you know, when I watched a lot of the entrances, a lot of the Japanese guys' entrances, and I've seen this with my own eyes over the years, and last, you know, I saw it on TV, you get these really cool entrance videos with this really cool lighting, and then this, they're really cool screens, and they're in really cool outfits, and they just kind of walk to the ring. You know, when Jericho came to the ring, different story. When... Moxley came to the ring through the crowd. Different story. When Archer with the hair flowing, oh my goodness, that Brody esque feel. That br- he brought story. the Brody because if you notice the way Archer went to, he's swinging kind of like Brody with the chain, where he's just swinging the chain and Anson, you know, takes off the hat and he's just throwing yep. lariats at people. I mean, Lance Archer did the identical same thing in night number one. Absolutely, and that's that different feel, that different vibe that those guys, you're seeing what those three individuals brought to New Japan Wrestle Kingdom. Imagine if New Japan and AEW were working together, how you combine the two vibes, the business that you could do. You can't tell me that if AEW and New Japan uh, let's just take Chicago, for instance, and, and, and AEW sells out Chicago on its own, right? Yeah. I mean, you bring that show to Chicago, it's it's off the charts. You know? You bring it to any arena, any major city, a New York, a New Jersey, a Boston, a Chicago, a Detroit, an L.A., it's, a, it's sold out. It's sold out instantly in record time. Let me ask you this, because obviously with AEW and we saw it with New Japan and Ring of Honor, um, over the last year, they were able to step it up and sell out venues that nobody outside the WWE has been able to do for 20 years. If you have an AEW New Japan, and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here, but if you had an AEW New Japan relationship, could they up the ante once again? Instead of looking at 10 to 15,000, could they do 35, 40,000 here in the States with that relationship if it's strong enough? I would say 20,000-seat arenas are just about a guarantee sellout. And I really don't want to get too ahead, like you're saying, Dave, because I believe that the relationship is still strained. 
I think that's the best word to put on it right now. And I think Chris is going to work very, very hard to unstrain the relationship. And when you're dealing with the, uh, the Japanese wrestling minds and the way they, they think over there and the way they operate, they, they operate in a very honorable way. So if the honor is broken, it takes a lot of time to slowly rebuild the trust and slowly rebuild the relationship. And I'm not blowing smoke up Chris's ass because he's our friend. I'm putting him over because I know the businessman that he is. I know Chris's relationship with Tony Khan, and I know Chris's relationship with Gato. Those are basically the, the, the two guys, Gato being the booker in New Japan, Tony Khan being the owner. I think he can get these guys in a room. And probably above Gato, New Japan ownership. I think if anybody can get these guys to get in a room and say, all right, we're all gentlemen, we're all businessmen, let's, let's air out our grievances, and let's see what we can fix immediately. And now let's see what's going to take some time and what's the first step to healing that. I think Jericho took the first steps on his own by saying, Hey, Tanahashi, if you can beat me, you can face me in AEW. They did the old dipsy do. Yep. But then he does the serious press conference. And that's where he really, really lays the serious foundation of, come on, guys. There's too much great business to, 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 to do here. I've been doing this a long time. Let's forget about our egos. Let's forget about the bad blood. Let's forget about the strain. Let's get on the same page. Let's try to really give Vince a run for his money. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. The landscape of pro wrestling has changed. This is a revolution. So it's only fitting that we change along with it, even our rankings. It's amazing how these people just side with you. Welcome to the new and improved Dave LaGreca Pro Wrestling Power Rankings. Let's see who's up. Yes! Yes! And who's down. From Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, and the rest of the world of pro wrestling in this week's Dave LaGreca Pro Wrestling Power Rankings. Also, too, Bully, the first Dave LaGreca Pro Wrestling Power Rankings of 2020. How about that? Mark that on your calendar. January 6th, Monday, Dave LaGreca's first Power Rankings of the year. I'm, a fi- I'm taking my scissors and cutting that day out of the calendar so it never existed. Well, at number five, you talk about some big victories. This number five may even have had the match of the weekend right here at number five. What day in the world oh. is this? Oh! oh, my God! He's killed him! It is something new! And he has done it! He has done it! Takahashi with a big victory in night... Oh, listen, in night number one, and maybe, possibly, and you put up the poll over the weekend, Bully, may have had the biggest match of the weekend with Will Ospreay. I mean, I watched that. I sat and watched that with my daughter. My daughter's draw dropped while watching that match. And that could have... Listen, we could have a debate. We could have... that. 
debate of what match was the match of the week. And we could have that over the course of the three-hour show. And that might have been my favorite match, but Hiromo Takahashi at number five after what he did, especially in night number one. At number four, somebody who had a huge victory in night number one and won a championship and also had a victory in night number two. Oh, no! Wait, Mox is on his feet! Once again, for the second time, John Moxley is the IWGP U.S. Heavyweight Champion. Bam! With Mrs. Moxley in attendance for both nights at the Tokyo Dome, John Moxley with the victory over Lance Archer, which was a fantastic Texas death match to win that title, and then the victory over Juice Robinson in night number two, and John Moxley is my number four. At number three, this was tough. The top three spots bully for me is almost impossible you can interchange them and have an argument but when you tap out a legend you get the number three spot on my power rankings but the life force is draining as jericho continues to apply the pressure oh, oh no maximum pressure now stepping over the head oh, what jericho has just tapped out Bully, I could watch that match again and again. As a matter of fact, when we sign off, I'm going to watch it again on my train ride home. I mean, Chris Jericho tapping out a legend. And I tweeted this out before I watched the match. And I mean this sincerely. In the ring, in night number two, for that match with Tanahashi and Chris Jericho, those are two guys that are in my top ten of all time. Think about that. Top ten. 10 of all time, those two wrestlers. When you have that type of a moment and that type of a match, man, that was something that was magical and something that will last a lifetime as a wrestling fan. At number three, Chris Jericho. At number two, I mean, you now can call him two belts after winning the Intercontinental title in night number one and then winning the heavyweight title in night number two. Wait a minute. Is the path to destiny for Tetsuya Naito. Destiny! No! Yeah! Got it! Naito getting the victory in both nights at Wrestle Kingdom 14. Obviously, an argument to have him number one, but to me, it's a no brainer who's at the number one spot on these power rankings. But Naito at number two, and who knows, if there is a potential relationship with AEW and New Japan, how cool would it to see Naito stroll down the entrance ramp here in the States, holding on to that Intercontinental title and the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. And as I said, it's a no-brainer who's number one because to me, after what you saw over the weekend and what you've seen over the decades with this wrestler, to me, there's no choice but to put him at number one. But on this lot, Jushin Thunder Liger, the professional wrestler, what you must is no more. For 31 years, for your support, thank you dearly. When you, when I heard. Jushin Thunder Liger is no more. Bully, I'm not lying. It actually, a tear rolled down my cheek because this guy has given us so many memories and the way he went out. I talked about Takahashi being number five. 
you know, he let him pin him in that final match, that tag match in night number two. And to see the moment they gave him in front of over 30,000 fans and again, over 40,000 fans in night number one. Hey, you know, he's a Hall of Famer. I don't care what what title you have your Hall of Fame. This guy is one of the greatest that's ever laced up a pair of boots and entered into the ring. And at number one, I have Jushin Thunder Liger. So, Takahashi at five, John Moxley at four, Jericho at three, Naito at two, and Liger at number one. So you put Liger at number one despite not him not winning his match. That's right. Just because he's retiring and he's a legend. Yes. You think and, that deserves a number one spot? And the way he went out on his back. Not a lot of legends yep. would do that. I mean, and the fact that he made me cry, yes. Yep. Liger so, is at number one. So the personal reasons got in the way again. Goddamn right it did. Well, sorry. It's a power ranking. It's not a personal ranking. You want to put Liger at number two? No. Nope. Fine. No. No. Naito no, deserves the no, number one no, spot. Because no. what Naito did no, was a no. first time. Listen. What Naito did listen, was for that night only. Listen. What Liger That's right. Did it's is a power ranking for the week. It's not a 31 year power ranking. It's not a decade power ranking. It's a one week power ranking. And what did he do in those two nights that makes him number one? What did Jushin Thunder Liger do in those two nights that topped what? Naito did in those two Let nights. Let me tell you that something. Is Takahashi getting the victory, pinning is going to be the career highlight of his life. BS. Of his life. In two nights, Naito wins the Intercontinental Championship back and then wins the IWGP Championship back. That is the most powerful thing that have possibly could have been done. You want to put Liger on your list because of a feel-good moment and stuff like that? Okay, fine. I'll buy into it. Maybe at number five. Oh, come on now. No way. Bully. This is not being disrespectful yeah, I to Liger. Is. This is keeping credibility on the power rankings. Although when it comes to Dave LaGreca and credibility and power rankings, that's like a triple oxymoron. They go hand in hand. You have to be kidding me. To me, that moment with Liger was the highlight of the weekend for me. He lost his matches. He said Naito won to a Hall of Fame 31-year yes, career. Yes, and that is a special moment, and that is a big moment. Liger is a legend. I can't say enough great things about him. I loved kicking him in the balls when I had the opportunity last year in Ring of Honor. I get it. He deserves to be on the list for that magical moment. It was a very powerful moment. Number five. No, number one. Maybe number four, not number one. You can't take that away from Naito. Two huge matches. Got his two ass kicked by huge Kenta. Victory, two even have it. Huge victory. Couldn't even celebrate victories. the moment. Couldn't First even celebrate time the moment. That, that, that the IWGP and the Intercontinental Champion, as big of a moment as when Jericho won the two belts in the WWE. Sorry, buddy. Their matches ended the same moment. way. Liger was on flat on his moment. back, and so was Naito. When that show you, ended. Your feel-good moment does not fly with me. Does Liger deserve to be on the list? Yes. 
Does he deserve to be at number one? No. You have once again made this the no. Dave LaGreca no, I didn't. personal ranking. No, I didn't. Not the power Because if rankings. it was personal, I'd have Jericho at number one, and you know that. It's no, all about credibility. You know, Jericho, Jericho didn't win a championship. He just he won a match. He tapped out a legend. He tapped out a legend. Yeah, okay, yeah Probably he won the a greatest, match. So he, who he's, I have he's said, in a good bully, spot. Who, have I, who I have said is the greatest wrestler to ever come out of New Japan, ever. Is yeah. Tanahashi, and he tapped yeah. him out in the Tokyo Dome at Wrestle Kingdom. When you Who's look at the, le- who, wait, so a legend tapped out a legend. When you look at the poster, a legend tapped out a legend. When you they lo- equal each other out. When you look at the poster for Wrestle Kingdom fourteen, the poster has one wrestler. You know who that is? Is Liger. It's Liger the final. His last match at Wrestle Kingdom fourteen. Sure. Said goodbye to a legend in a, a what was a Hall of Fame career. Thirty one years this guy has given us at the highest of levels. He said goodbye and he went out the right way on his back. Him being number on one. the poster number one. is to put asses number in one. seats. Number has one. nothing to do with the power number rankings. One. Naito is number one. No, Naito. No, I, I don't think you heard me. Takahashi should have been higher. Naito is number two. I, Naito I is number one. Liger no, on no, your list? No, I don't, no, bully. Absolutely. I said number t- no, Naito was number two. Did you hear my power rankings? Maybe I'll say your it again. power Takashi rankings five, are wrong at four, because you don't Jericho adhere three, to the rules two, Liger at one. of the power rankings. Once again, credibility killed. Let me restate. I am not saying that Liger does not belong on this list. Number one. Because he does. Not at number one. Personal feelings should never trump the true victories that were had. Pro wrestling's Naito about moments, and that earned, moment na- brought a tear to my eye. He uh, gets and, oh, and, and, and the power rankings are all of a sudden about moments? Hey, that's part of pro wrestling. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.